Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. We're going to turn the tides on Matthew Hanks this morning. Matthew, ready to flip the script? Let's do it. I'm ready. You guys have no idea what that means, but I'm going to tell you right now. So I get to interview Matthew today. My name's Jesse, in case this happens to be your first agent power huddle. I don't know who that would be their first thing. Like, how random would that be, Matthew? If this was like the first one they ever jumped on. They're like, who it's, are these it's guys? It's possible. Right? It's possible, I suppose. Anyway, so I'm Jesse. I'm, I'm an I'm a agent you know, with EXP in San Diego. Matthew is an amazing team leader, Mr. Matthew Hanks. Uh, he covers all of the Eastern Seaboard. No, I'm kidding. Matthew, how do you do... I always... I never know what words to put for your market area because you're kind of outside of a town. How do you describe your market area? Well, we are just west of Charlotte. So we cover the Charlotte, the over, overall Charlotte market. But okay, we so are you Char- in you Gastonia. Mm-hmm. You're in Gastonia. If I just, I'm talking to someone in California, it's Charlotte. There you go. Yeah, you that, would that's not know a, Gastonia. I do not know the Gastonia, but there we go. So that, now you guys know where he is. But the important thing about Matthew is ever since I've met him and ever since I've known him, he has been one of the most consistent people I have ever met. I'm glad he's laughing because he's also one of the most humble, but I rarely get to brag about Matthew. He's on here a lot of Fridays hosting these things. I hope you guys have heard some of his other uh, agent power huddles. Zach, if you want to drop into the chat box, one of some of his, he did a great series with Craig, uh, all this personal growth and amazing things and actionable items. He did some stuff on referral generation. He's got his, uh, his right hand, Allie B who's on vacation at the beach and why she's on agent power huddle. I don't know, but thank you for being here, Allie on, at, from the beach. Right. Um, but Matthew, do you agree that you are one of the most consistent people you know, or is that is that an accurate description? Well, I've had other people describe it as I'm in a rut. So I, I like that you put a positive spin on it, that you say it's consistent. You know, it's <laughs> consistently good or consistently bad. But yeah, we try to stay consistent. I put, I put, a, I put a positive spin on everything. It's just my mind. <laughs> you but, do. But, you but really let's frame do. it up in case people haven't heard you talk. I mean, how many sides or how many deals will your, will your team sell this year, roughly? We are closing in on 100 deals this year. So the rut you are in is a hundred deals and your team is like a million agents right now. You got this like small, how many, how big is your team? There are six of us total. Uh, Allie and I do the selling and then we have a support staff of Tammy is here on the call. I believe Tanya is here, Jessica and Wayne. That's our team. And I know it's a full team that puts it all together, but we're talking literally two agents and then support staff that sell a hundred houses. That's That's a rock star rut. How many of you would like to be in that rut? <laughs> right. And, and how many years in a row? And I know this feels weird to say, cause we normally focus on growth and I know we're all like growth, 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 but how many years in a row have you been at that, at that production level? We've probably been there for about three to four years. Okay. So I get why he's kind of like sheepish about it because it's like, we're, we're all in this industry. We're supposed to be growing. We're supposed to be, doing, but Matthew's got kids and family and lives a really good life. I, I don't, I'm not there day to day, but I see it. And I know he, he loves his wife and he loves his kids and he's a good dad. And to sell a hundred homes a year and have some life balance and just be that figure that has all that together. That's what I want to unpack today, guys. I want to unpack the consistency and we can do a separate call, Matthew, as to what it would take to break through that plateau, because there are things you could do if you wanted to. I don't know if you can, if it matters, right? Like I want to know how you create that consistency because some people, maybe they're at 10 deals a year, 20 deals a year. 40 deals a year, whatever it is, you do certain things that make you who you are. That's what I want to unpack in the next 25 minutes. Is that cool? Sounds great. Okay. Sounds so great. The first question is looking back through your, and by the way, I see Craig here. This is a, this is a, your, your partner on these calls, Craig, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's him. I thought it's so. Crazy. I was like, I, his background's different. He's not on the same camera with you. He looks like he's in the matrix. Craig, yeah. what's going on, man? Your background, that's, is that a virtual background? Or is that real? No, it's real. It's just a screen I bought. I love it. It's very like, can, can you teach me Kung Fu? It's very like the, <laughs> the, the camera angle is very matrix. Well, you know, there was one that had a Japanese tree on it. And I thought about getting that one, but I, I, I didn't. I love it. Anyway, sorry. If you got really guys, if you haven't watched uh, Craig and Matthew's series they did together, it was powerful. Please go back and watch that. All right. So let's go back. Cause I, cause I believe that when you listen to some of the mindset and the, and the things Matthew has gone through on a personal growth basis, that is part of what contributes to his consistency. But let's start at the beginning, Matthew, when you got into, I mean, you, you didn't get into real estate. First, you got into flying helicopters and then you also had some other things. So tell us your background first. Let's see if we can reverse engineer the consistency you created. How did you wake up as a realtor? What happened before that? Well, my career, I was in a position where I was in sales and the company that I worked for had moved me across the country to Colorado. And I moved away from the area that I knew what I considered home and I moved to Colorado. And I didn't really like the idea that a company could tell me that I had to move across the country. You know, I, I didn't have that control over where I lived and control of my own destiny. And I wanted that freedom to be able to decide where I wanted to live and decide what I wanted to make. And so real estate, uh, my grandfather had been in real estate way back when for a short time. And I thought, let me get into sales and let me sell something big to really uh, have some commissions come in. I thought, well, what's, what's bigger than houses? So I'll start selling houses. And so I moved home, took the real estate course and got started at a, a large regional firm here in the Charlotte area. And the rest is history. I love it. And, and when in your career did you start flying helicopters? I'm going to tie this together, but I want to see when did you start flying helicopters in the middle? Was it before or after real estate? So it was 2003 when I went into real estate and it was a different world then in real estate with uh, before the downturn. But then in 08, whenever the market kind of crashed and we went into the recession. Houses stopped selling. So everything I had done for years stopped working because houses just stopped selling during that time. And so that's when I was looking at options of what to do just to endure. We didn't know it was going to be four years worth of recession. We just knew that it was going to be a, a downturn. We could see the, that happening in our market. And so I joined the National Guard in 2008. So I took a pause from my real estate career and I joined the National Guard and then the doors just kept opening with the, my military service. And that's when I was afforded the opportunity to go to flight school and become the helicopter pilot, like you mentioned. Yeah. So, so, so thank you for your service, first of all. And second of all, Matthew is one of a handful of realtors in the country who is qualified to fly a Black Hawk helicopter. <laughs> you know what that looks like? Go Google it. It's a rad piece of, it's like, it's like every, every kid's fantasy to be able to fly one of those things. And he did a really cool um, little game show we do with Long Doan that teach me something. He actually taught us how to fly a helicopter in two minutes. I don't think that clip's dropped yet, but if you want to learn how to fly a helicopter in two minutes, you have your visual aid, Matthew. Yeah. I had to, had to bring the visual aid in. I had go. this right in front of the camera during that call with Long. Yeah. So, so he actually will teach you how to fly one of those in two minutes or less. And the training that goes into it is really what, what matters. But here's what I want to know, because I've interviewed a handful of pilots, and usually not helicopters, typically they're airplane pilots that are also agents. And there's a certain step-by-step -step consistency that goes into those, those human beings. Did you, were you wired that way just naturally? And so you gravitated to something where it uses your step-by-step -step nature, or did you, were you trained for that and anyone can learn those skills? I think some of it may come naturally, Jesse, but in the army, everything is trained. I mean, they train you down to how to tie your shoes when you start basic training. And so certainly flying a helicopter, your life depends on the idea of consistency and that you cannot miss a step. Nothing can slip through the cracks and it needs to be done the exact same way. And so the army has a way of 
you know, they've got all that data that they can use to come up with what works, what doesn't work. Every time there's a crash, we can figure out why and research that and try to prevent it for next time. And so the Army, I, I maybe had a little naturally before, but the Army definitely instills that into you when you go through military service. And then the aviation route that I was on even more so because there's startup procedures for the helicopter, there's takeoff procedures, everything is a procedure. So it's done the exact same way every time. I love it. And and I've talked to Matthew enough to know how many of those procedures carry over to the way he operates his real estate business. Tammy, who's in the back office, nodding his head, right? nodding her head. Like I, I know that this is part of the Hanks group, like Hanks Realty Group. This is what, if you even look at their logo in the background, I don't know, as I see in the background of Tammy's shot there, she got the, the, the H in the, the, the H in the purple circle, right? That's like a helicopter landing pad. And I, there's so much carryover. So if someone hasn't, I mean, at this point in the, most of our careers, I don't think any of us want to or can be at the place where we'd go back to the armed forces. How would you, if you're a human being who hasn't had that training, what would you do to start creating it for yourself now? That's the question for me. Yeah. How, how would okay. you do it? Matthew? If, if you, like if you're talking to a normal person who just, they can't go back and join, they can't go back and enlist. They can't join yeah. the reserves. Like how do you find that sort of structure in your life or do they just have to go back in time and take a time machine? No, no. I mean, you can you can find some of that structure and consistency without going through military for sure. But one one point that I would make would be, you know, you start your day, uh, you know, uh, roughly the same way every day with a morning routine and then an evening routine. So like we talked about starting up the aircraft a certain way and then shutting it down a similar way, starting operating standard operating procedures with that. So if you start your day the exact same way every day and you have a methodology that you use, you have a routine that you use, and then you end your day in a similar fashion or some type of routine that says, I started up my day this way and then I ended my day this way, then it's a matter of that chaos that's in the middle. Oftentimes we're pulled in every direction. You start taking some control over that by just getting a start from the, the beginning of your day, taking control of that, maybe the first 15 minutes, and it guide you in the in the proper direction and then think of your day if you want to think of a, a flight you're bringing it in for landing and shutting it down at the end of the day and you can do that with just some real basics getting up at the same time going to bed approximately the same time depends on your own circadian rhythm what what works for you and your family situation and living arrangements but if you can start your day with consistency and you can end your day with consistency then you're going to start seeing some consistency throughout the middle of your day in between yeah. Do, do you know the book, by the way, I'm looking it up. I think it's called when, do you know, do you know the book? I think, is it when I'm not familiar also, with that one. Yeah. It's, it's all about sleep chronotypes and like how there's some people that are wired later in the day and early. Cause well, there's so much pressure on in the, in every industry, but especially in real estate, you got the miracle morning. Got to get up at five. Got to get up at five. If you want to be successful. That's BS, man. I got plenty of realtor friends that wake up at noon and crush it, but yeah. they are consistent in their waking up at noon. And they are consistently like, so do you ever have days where you deviate from your schedule where you're like, like what time do you normally go to bed? Let's start there. So I start winding down around nine o'clock. I like to be asleep by about nine 30, nine 45 every night. Uh, you know, I have school age kids and they need to be asleep by eight 39, you know, for, for them to be able to do well the next day. So I like to wind it down. I mean, at that point, I like to uh, just have some downtime and then think about what went well during the day, what we would have changed for the day. How can we make the next day better? Think about those things and then go through your process of going to sleep. I've got a certain uh Pandora station, like natural sounds and rain and all that we play on the, you know, every night and you just do it the same way every single time. Cause if you find it doesn't work, then you can make that adjustment and, and improve it for the next night. 
That's what I, I want to go back and you just tossed it out so casually. And I think this is one of your secrets. If you guys are taking notes, Matthew talked about the flight logs in a helicopter crash. You guys remember hearing that saying that a few minutes ago, every day at the end of the day, he's going through his flight log. He just said he winds down and he thinks about what went right, what, what, what didn't do, how he can optimize it on a daily basis. Be honest. How many of you guys do that ever? He's doing it every day, right? Do you realize how powerful that is, Matthew? Uh, I, I mean, it's something that's worked for me, you know, kind of gravitated towards that. I mean, if you do it every week, hey, what went well? A lot of people do it every year. You don't, you know, a lot of people, it's, it's common to say it's the first of the year, uh, New Year's resolutions and that type of thing. And if you want to do better every month, every week, but if you do it every day, what went well today? What can I improve tomorrow? What can I do differently to make tomorrow better than today was? Um, one, one way, a technique to do it is if you want to rate your day on a scale of one to 10, say today was a six. Okay, well, what would make tomorrow a seven or six and a half? Okay, well, let's make tomorrow an eight. And then you plan ahead of time. So, you know what? If I, I th these things happen today, I made it a six. But wow, if this could happen tomorrow, it'd be a seven. Well, there's your goal for the next day to make it even better than today was. I, I love that. And Craig, by the way, if you want to jump in, Craig, Craig just said journal it. Do you write this down? Do you do it in your head? Craig, Craig I mean, you, you guys, I know you guys know each other well, but do, do you write it down, Craig? Yeah, actually I do. I have a journal and I've got a set set of questions that I ask myself at the end of every day. Um, you know, what was I grateful for? I try to do the gratitude first thing in the morning. Um, but if I miss it in the morning for whatever reason, I make sure I do it in the evening, you know, and then I'll say, what, you know, was I on today? Was I in the zone? And if not, then why, what attributed to that? What are the three most important things or the three most positive things that happened today? What could I have done differently? Um, what am I looking forward to tomorrow? So I'm setting the stage for the next day that evening. And I write all those things down in my journal every night. And then I'll go back on the weekend and review that, you know, how did my week go overall? And I'll, you know, I've, I've got a log of it and then I can make improvements the next week as I go. So I, you know, that, that's my, my evening routine. I love it. Are, are you that's writing so it down also, Matthew? Not typically. I have in the past, but not, not every single day. Like, what Craig's describing, but I, I like the suggestion there. And I think that would really help because then you can go back and see trends and make sure you don't miss things, not leaning on your memory on those things. But, but that's what I love about this, by the way, guys, there's always ways to optimize and improve, but Matthew's not writing it down. Craig is Matthew's not. And yet they both are high performance individuals who've created a lot of success in their life. There's no right or wrong way to do this. The underlying theme, tell me if you guys agree. I believe the underlying theme is a high level of self-awareness. Both of you are taking like most of re, most of the realtors I know, and I'm not knocking anyone on this screen. I'm talking about just in general, the, the use of the world, the realtors of the world, right? They're running around like crazy, right? It's hard to change the engine when the car is running and there's really not much self-awareness in the moment and definitely not at any other time throughout the day. Do, do you find that in, in the industry as a whole, Matthew? I do. And I think it takes a lot of confidence in, in order to do this, because if you're not somebody who's confident, and to be able to look back and think about what went right and what went wrong. And then you have to have some sense of empowerment because this is a really frustrating exercise. If you don't feel like any of this is within your power to control what happens the next day, you know, you're not getting anywhere. If you're just taking a, this is everything that happened to me and I can't do anything to affect tomorrow. This is a pointless exercise. If you don't have that feeling like this is what happened today, but I have the power to control it to be better tomorrow. So how do you, because that, that's a powerful statement too. All right. So you need to have a high level of self-awareness, but a sense of confidence and power. How do you develop a sense that I, like to create consistency, how did you develop that sense of, 
of power in your, in, in your own life. You just have to start small. You know, you can get overwhelmed by these things if you try to think too big with it, but just think of something, think of something small and maybe go to a basic need. Like what time you go to bed, how is it in anyone else's power or control over what time you go to bed? You're in charge of that. You're in control of that. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, um, Craig did a, a great blog about his morning routine on his winningyourmind.com uh, that he has, where he says he wakes up every morning and he says, I, I drink a glass of water. That's the very first thing I do when I get up. Then I do, uh, you know, five minutes of devotion or reading scriptures every single morning. Well, you have control over those things. There's no one that's going to say, no, you can't drink a glass of water, you know, or no, you can't take five minutes to think about your devotion for that day. So you start small. It's like, wow, I just had control over that small piece of my day. And then you can continue that going forward. Uh, Meal prep is another basic need. You know, we all have to eat. And for most of us, it's multiple times a day. And that's something that can control your day based off of I'm hungry. I got to figure out something for lunch. I'm not sure what we're doing for dinner. Or you could just realize that, hey, guess what? You got to eat this week and you got to do it multiple times a day. So have a plan before your week starts. Say, that, you know, every morning I eat the same thing every morning, Jesse, every single day. Most people say that's so boring. How could you do that? I have three boiled eggs every single day, a, a glass of black coffee about this high and oatmeal with a little fruit on top. Every day. That's how I start my day every single day. I'm laughing because you and I are wired so similarly like that. Like, so, so part of it is hard coded in you. You have a high tolerance for repetition. That's what I call it. Okay. It's, it's part, or it was trained in you from the, from the armed forces. I'm not sure, but regardless, some people couldn't do that, but you guys can still create consistency in other ways. But if you are wired like that, like I, I do the same breakfast every day for like a year and then I change it once. And then I do this next thing for like a year. Mm -hmm. Like, do, do you have a closet that looks like George Jetson? Do you literally wear the same thing every day or no? I'm in a suit most every day, but I've got about seven that I rotate through. So, okay, so it's not so, every day. So, so at some point you'll actually break it down. Cause I'd keep meetings to just buy one thing and wear it every day. Like George yeah. Jetson or, or like Steve jobs or there's a, the reason for that, by the way, is decision fatigue. Do you know decision fatigue, Matthew? Yeah. If I've got to make uh, so many decisions today, but you know, what I'm going to wear in the morning shouldn't be one of them. That's part of the army too. We never had to worry about what we were wearing. You wake up, you know exactly what you're wearing that day. Yeah. yeah you, your brain uses energy, which I won't get too scientific on y'all, but it uses energy to make decisions. And by the end of the day, they've actually done scientific so, studies that shows that people make worse decisions by the end of the day than at the beginning, because your brain is depleted of glycogen. It just, it's just a scientific fact. So eliminate any decisions that you can't, that'll help with consistency too. I love this, Matthew. All right. Can we move this into the world slightly of actionable real estate things? Cause you have a lot of specific real estate tactics. Clearly, by the way, guys, it's not what he's doing in real estate. It's who he's being that's creating this consistency. And we could spend the whole time on, on who he's being, but I want to see how this shows up in your real estate business. Mm -hmm. Generate a large number of referrals. Mm -hmm. You do a lot. So we can, community. we can use referral. So with that, so there's a couple of things you can count on. If you're in real estate, there's a few things you can count on. Uh, you talked about the community. So I think about it from an annual standpoint. We know certain things are going to happen through the year. We know there's going to be a first week of school. We know there's going to be Thanksgiving holiday. We know it's going to be a, uh, people taking summer vacations. Um, so those things we can plan around. Uh, the latest thing we're doing is all the things that we've got a list of things we do for our people, our tribe, our past clients and, and, and um, supporters. There's a list of things that we do on their birthday. Well, we know it's coming. We know when their birthday is. We've had closings. They have to show their ID. So we know when their birthday is right? Or it, it, it shows us upcoming birthdays on Facebook. We can keep track of it that way. And there's a list of things that we do. 
um, a list, there's a list of things we do for that. And that's our SOP for everybody on their birthday. Um, if you don't know that, the term, if you don't know the term SOP, will you define SOP for uh, st standard operating procedure? SOP. It's just, this is what happens every single time. Cause if it doesn't work, it's easy to go back to the SOP and say, Oh, that didn't work. We need to tweak it. Let's change this. And away we go. But, and, but if we want to make a real estate uh, specific there, Jesse, we all know things that happen in the real estate business. So one thing that you mentioned there is about referral, receiving a referral. So instead of what we would do on, uh, when we see when we receive one referral, what the way we try to think about it is what do we do when we receive any referral? What do we do when we receive every referral? Well, if you can say this is what our team does when we receive every every time a referral comes in, these ten things happen. Well, there's your SOP. And if we can sit together as a team and say, does everybody understand the SOP? Do, do they know? how they fit in, why do we do this, what steps do they do, when do we do it, how do we do it? That's all what a team meeting can be about. And then you can dial it in because everybody can put their input on it. There's ownership with it. And you can say, well, uh, I, I see why we're doing it. And, uh, and it can just build from there. So, you know, and we get a referral, you know, the people have to go in the database. We send a, try to hit, send a handwritten card to the person who sent the referral. Um, we need to connect with them on social media. We need to make sure buyer agency goes out. It's a list of things we do. So that decision, that energy that it takes to make the decisions, we're not trying to figure it out. We receive referrals multiple times a week, every single week, as long as we're going to be in this industry. So it's like, okay, a referral just came in. Thought, brain power, not necessary. Just go to the page in the SOP. It says incoming referral and do that. Every buyer that we're working with, there's an SOP. These are the six things that need to happen with every single buyer. Is a drip set up? Is the agency going out? Is uh, we have a welcome kit that we send out? All, all those things. Is all the information correct in the in the database? So, so, so that's because I love what you're saying. So let, let's be transparent with people because you've been doing real estate for a while. Your first year in real estate, you just showed up and all these systems were already built. You already had them dialed in, right? They were perfect from day one. Day one, I, I hit the ground running. <laughs> no, 20, it was almost 20 years ago, Jesse. I mean, I was, it, it was like a different world back then. There, there was no, uh, no rhyme or reason, no structure. I was just, let me just see if I can find someone out there that maybe wants to buy a house. You know, they, you just, you had to just start where you had to start. Um, that's why we recommend to a lot of people, if you're new out there and you just got your license and you're trying to enter into real estate, if there's a team in your area that you can link up with that has all the structure in place and you don't have to reinvent the wheel and figure all this stuff out yourself and you can cut your real estate teeth in an environment where the structure and the accountability is already there and you can just hit the ground running, that is worth its weight in gold. Start out there, build your skills, learn the systems, then go do your thing on your own. Uh, it would take the success ratio in our business from 87% in two years to uh, a dropout. 87% don't make it after two years. Uh, it would probably flip that the other way around. If people just had the simple systems and the know-how from the beginning, so they'd have to figure it out on their own. Yeah. It's, it's too many people watch the movie Braveheart. Remember the scene where Mel Gibson goes, freedom. I feel like that's most realtors are like, they're in a job and they watch the movie Braveheart, or at least they think about it in their mind. They're like, I know what I want. I want freedom. And they'd become a realtor. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, this is terrible. I'm my own boss. I don't know what I'm doing now. This is, I'm working yeah. for a crazy person. It's me. Right. That's, I feel like that's what, that's what happens to most agents. And you're right. Having that structure, it depends on how agents are wired, right? Do they want to be the captain of their own ship? I've had moments in my career when I was running a big 21 agent team where 
I was like, man, I should shut all this down. Go just go be an agent on someone else's team. Even though I knew what I was doing because I just didn't want the capital risk or the time. That's a whole separate discussion, but I agree uh, with you completely. Uh, my experience was similar, Jesse. Yeah, we, we had a much larger team at one time and there were many days I thought, well, God, I've, I've made it so good for team members. I think I would just like to take a step back and be a team member. <laughs> It'd be really nice to wake up and have no expenses and just show up. Leads are there. Cool. That sounds fun. Let's try that for a bit. Like the grass is always greener. Of course love, it is. You know, anyway, let, let's not, we won't get on a tangent. We got about five minutes left. Are there any other questions I should be asking you around consistency? Right. Is there anything else if someone's looking at their business and I, we know guys, we want to grow. That's a, that's a given for most of us. We're all growth minded, but some of us need more consistency to hit that growth or to sustain what we got. Right. So what else should I be asking you, Matthew? Um, we've talked about things to add to increase consistency, but I wanted to mention something that we need to take away. So the flip side of it is the takeaway and the two things that came to mind that I wanted to share was, and I'm, I'm going to share a photo because this really illustrates it well. We'll do a share screen. This is a Winston Churchill quote. Can rarely go wrong by sharing a Winston Churchill quote. Do I Absolutely. have the ability to share a screen? I don't think I do. You do. You should be able to. You're a host. Yeah. Oh, no. I do. Hold on. Yep. Okay, here we go. As long as you read it with a British accent, we're good to go. <laughs> I can't. No, okay. no way. <laughs> we won't even try. Can you guys see that? I do. Oh, that's the wrong one. Hold on. Oh, I was like, that's someone's name I can't pronounce. There we go. I see it. You'll never reach the destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. Winston Churchill. You'll will never you read reach that the Will you read that one more time? I love that. You will never reach the destin your destination. You will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. And so I, I think this is so powerful for real estate because every single day we deal with distractions and it's what direction to go in the business. Somebody's calling you trying to sell you leads or they want to be your referral partner. I mean, on and on. And if you just stop and give attention, which to me, throw stones at every dog that barks, that's give your attention, your focus to whatever comes along. You, you will never reach your destination. So I would say the idea of eliminating distractions, and we've touched on this on a number of power huddles, Jesse, because it's so powerful. Uh, it is so easy to say yes in life. People ask you things. Hey, could you, would, you be, would you mind being involved with this? Or can you help with this or whatever? It's so easy to say yes. Um, but it, it actually takes power and self-control to say no. The answer is no, because you got to stay focused on where you're going. Um, I've got a client that is looking for a property. And I asked him, I said, well, it's Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Would that work for you? He said, no, we would have to do this on the weekends because in the, in the week I am head down focused. I will not you know, uh, get away from the idea of what I do every single day. And so it, it takes that kind of focus to reach the destination. Did I turn off the share screen? I did. I, I turned it okay, off. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting you say that because I have been on a path. I think you and I have talked about this of ruthlessly eliminating things from my life that don't serve my ultimate purpose that I'm working towards. Right. Yep, and it's, it's addition by subtraction. It's, it's not something that's natural for me at all. I say yes to everything. I want to do everything. I have FOMO of things I'm not doing right now. Right? You guys know FOMO is right. Fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. I have FOMO of things that I just think like, I want to do that too. I want to do everything. Um, I got a quote that's written up on a post-it. I don't have it pretty Matthew, but you'll love this. This piggybacks on what you got. And we'll, we'll give a thought. And we'll tie it all together. Ready? I'm okay. not going to read this on your screen. Can you, can you, uh, can you read that one? 
Never react to someone's overreaction. I thought that piggybacks on a, on avoid barking dogs, right? Someone told me that the other day, never react to someone's overreaction. I thought that was a really good one for real estate agents. I mean, we could do an entire huddle on just that. You know, I used to have a a teacher, a band instructor said, lack of preparation on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. So true. So true. You just got to stay focused. I mean, you you cannot, if you are uh, distracted by every little thing, you can... You can look at your environment that you work in, your, your the settings on your phone. How much time are you taking a break while during your work? Um, so, yeah. so, so for, if you have some questions for Matthew, by the way, please reach out to him. We're going to tag him in the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group. DM him. He actually likes talking to people, don't you, Matthew? From time to time, yeah, yeah. I, I time block it. <laughs> one or, between one and two in the afternoon, I respond to DMs. There you go. But, but yeah. seriously, like you guys, if you have questions, let's start a discussion. Yeah, ask. happy to help. If if this is resonating, and you guys, those of you on camera, either nod your head, wave your hand, raise, do, do some sort of gesture if this resonated with you this morning, right? Everyone, I don't care how good you are already. This is a constant process of evolution and refining it. There's no finish line. This is something that we work on on a daily basis. And I just, Matthew really is one of my mentors when it comes to this. Uh, with this consistency. So I appreciate you being here, Matthew. You, you have any final thoughts before we wrap it together and play some music? There was an acronym I saw. I said, uh, focus, follow one course until success. I thought that was a good way maybe of tying together the idea of consistency. Follow one course until success. F-O-C-U-S, focus. I love it. And that's our Friday Agent Power. Matthew, thank you for being here. Craig, thanks for jumping into you. Guys, we will see you all next week. Have a powerful weekend. Bye, guys. Have a great day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.